0: Welcome to the uh, penultimate episode of the music broadcast. Um, This is the second last episode. How do you feel? How do you feel about that, Owen?
1: Pretty sad. Honestly, it's sad to see everything coming to an end right now as far as, you know, our school year, us living in this house. It's it's kind of a sad time right now, man. Mm -hmm. But, you know... I'm, I'm glad that we have all these podcasts to look back on. and uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, they're good memories. Yeah, they're some good moments. I might make a best of. That would be awesome. all the best stuff.
1: That'd be super awesome.
0: Well, do you want to jump into some news? Yeah, let's do it. I have a story about David Bowie and his statue that was made. Um, oh, okay. This comes from uh, March 27th, a little bit ago, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, his statue got vandalized less than 48 hours after it was <laughs> <laughs> unveiled. The oh, no. um, first known David Bowie statue was unveiled um, on Sunday in Aylesbury, a small town in Buckinghamshire. I'm not sure if that's significant to <laughs> David Bowie at all, but it's in England.
1: I, it must be his his hometown.
0: Maybe, should... yeah. Yeah, after um, 48 hours, the statue was spray painted with uh, Feed the Homeless and um, Rip D.B. David um, stops the uh, fan who did a, a crowdfunding campaign to raise the money, $100,000, which is how much the statue was said this. The paint was on the statue, the wall behind it, and on the pavement, it was about the homeless. But I do quite a lot for the homeless, which is the irony of the whole thing. The man who created the bronze casting is coming up tomorrow to blowtorch it off the statue, which is the only way, and then rewaxing it. <laughs> so, uh yeah
1: that's unfortunate news mm-hmm. but yeah what did the writing say again? It just said r i p
0: uh yeah r i p d b um David Bowie yeah, and then um feed the homeless first
1: uh, <laughs> yeah it's just an unfortunate uh i don't know, i don't think uh his statue calls for that, you know, like mm-hmm. just kinda respect him if you really wanted him to rest in peace why would you uh <laughs> yeah. why would you write <laughs> yes. that on it too you know so Super disrespectful. So, sometimes vandalism can be almost respected if it's good for a good message or in good context, but this is not either of those, I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. There's also some news um, regarding Lana Del Rey and her whole lawsuit with Radiohead. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the update. The <laughs> alleged battle over Lana's uh, Get Free and Radiohead's Creep, which is the two songs that sound pretty much exactly the same, um, is allegedly over.
1: How was it settled?
0: She made like a public announcement during one of her uh, shows. This past weekend, during her set at Lollapalooza, Brazil, Lana Del Rey told the crowd, now that my lawsuit's over, I guess I can sing that song. Referring <sighs> to Get Free anytime I want, right? Yeah. When contacted by Pitchfork, Lana Del Rey and Radiohead's respective representatives de- declined to comment. So apparently it's over. Apparently it So she
1: she had won it then, or...?
0: I don't know. Apparently, it never, like, really happened. The two publishing companies had been talking, but Radiohead never said that they asked for um, 100% of the uh, publishing.
1: Yeah, I I heard that they were not... Like, the numbers that had gone out were were falsified or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. for the royalties they were asking. Yeah. But I don't know why they wouldn't have gone through with it, because it's definitely, I feel like, in... And their case was like, like they were going to win it as far as mm-hmm. her infringing. Yeah. One sec. Oh. <laughs>
0: Monroe's uh,
1: Technical difficulties. A, little, a little
0: feisty today. Her paws are all wet too. so I didn't
1: <laughs> want to, They weren't to touching the equipment. Um.
0: So yeah, Lana Del Rey tweeted that the band was asking for 100% of the publishing rights and then later said that the suit could result in the removal of the song from her album. Mm. Shir- shortly after Lana's comments. A spokesperson from Radiohead's publishers, Warner Chappell, denied the existence of a lawsuit. Yeah, I guess it was over before it really even began.
1: This is such a weird situation. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what happened. Like, maybe something was like under the money or under the table money mm-hmm. was given or something like that. But I don't know. After after hearing Lana's song, like they were, they were definitely infringing. She was definitely infringing quite a bit. I respect Radiohead for not going through with it, too, and just kind of, you know, respecting her artistry and Mm -hmm. understanding she probably wasn't intentionally ripping it off. And, yeah, I I, I kind of appreciate that, though, too.
0: Um, Chance the Rapper has also been in the news recently. Um, Heineken put out an advert that was then removed after Chance the Rapper branded it as terribly racist.
1: Yeah. Yep. This was a bad one. I hadn't actually seen the actual
0: commercial. until it? like. For people who haven't seen it, um, it depicts a bartender um, spying someone with binoculars, opening up a beer and then sliding it down a very long table. Um, and as it slides down, it passes people um, of color slowly getting lighter and lighter. And then when it finally reaches the end, it says, sometimes lighter is better. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then uh a very fair skinned person picks it up <laughs> uh
1: it's funny because it's it's one of those things as like a kid or something i would have watched this and it would have just gone right over my head but yeah. now like you see this and you just like facepalm and like oh why does this happen i honestly like this along with like h&m scandal and like the snapchat scandal. Mm-hmm. like i feel like people almost do these things just to they know it'll get attention now, like because even like you know, like we're talking about like Chance the Rapper was talking about it. He even mm-hmm. said in the tweet like, "Oh, I shouldn't be." I think he said that himself too. Like he was like, "I think I almost feel like they're just doing this for the attention, and I'm giving yep. them the attention by yep. doing this." Ah, oh, it's a terrible tactic to get in the press, and I I don't think it's good press, or I don't think it's true that all press is good press people got to be more sensitive and less sensitive at the same time. Cause you know, people, this could have been laughed off and be like, well, oh, that's kind of racist and it's racy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then Heineken should have also been more sensitive to the fact that people could see it as racist. I don't know. It got, the ad got pulled down though right away pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's been removed.
1: Well, come on, Heineken. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah.
0: do better than that. I have one final story about iTunes and Apple, which is, Interesting. I don't know if you've heard about this yet, but um, allegedly Apple is shutting down iTunes, um, the music store, um, March thirty first,
1: twenty nineteen. Whoa! So in about a year. Whoa ho ho! I haven't heard um, that.
0: So Apple is now experiencing meteoric growth um, in streaming with Apple Music. Yeah. So um, now they're seeing all the sales from iTunes sort of drop because people are just paying for apple music which is a monthly subscription mm-hmm. where you can download as much music as you want yeah and then um so it's different from itunes where you just buy a single song or a single album or then you own it
1: technically and, yeah
0: a set price apple executive jimmy levine pointed uh, to a shutdown when people stop buying that's when he said the shutdown would happen when people stop buying Now sources inside the company are pointing to a firm date for a planned shutdown of the iTunes music download store. Earlier, these same sources pointed to an early 2019 shutdown, though internal roadmaps now include a March 31st, 2019 phase out of the service. So, (laughs) yeah, I think we're going to be losing the iTunes store pretty quickly. That's pretty crazy. At least for music. They'll probably still have it for Movies and TV. Movies
1: and TV. That's very insane because they were the first one to have like an electronic Mm -hmm. music store. Yeah. And now they're even seeing that go away. Like, wow.
0: Yep. I remember in high school always having to like drive to a... um, like a gas station to pick up uh, iTunes. Gift cards? G- gift cards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a credit card yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then buy a re- like, couple songs. redeem them, yeah. and then, yeah, you get a couple of songs. I remember that, too.
0: I was like, I listened to the entire album, and then I had to decide whether I should buy the entire album or just a couple of songs. Yeah. If I like five songs, that's actually more than buying the whole album. Yeah. But yeah. if I only like two, then <laughs> it'd just be a waste of money to buy the entire album.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I think it's... That's. I don't know I think there should still be a, Like a place for people To buy music Like if it's mm-hmm. literally Just gonna be streaming And like Cause CD sales are already Like just mm-hmm. Pretty much nothing yep. Like a lot of A lot of music Doesn't even go to CDs mm-hmm. now Yeah I don't I don't know I, I still know a lot of people That like buy music on Apple Or on iTunes mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah
1: That'll kind of be a sad Sad day I guess that was That's what's coming mm-hmm. But Yeah I That's think, sooner than I thought, yeah I'm saying. Yeah. Sooner than I, thought.
0: I think some people might also choose to buy music because they feel it supports the artist more. Yes. I don't know if an artist makes more money from buying their music instead of streaming it. They probably do.
1: I would assume so, yeah.
0: So, I know people that do that. If they really like something, then they'll actually go out and buy it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know people like that, too, so it's too bad like that won't even really be an option anymore <laughs> like <laughs> yeah
0: well even though this source isn't a complete like it's not an announcement that it's um shutting down but right you never know i guess we'll wait but, but for, there's already
1: talks of it yeah like that's the thing like jimmy Iovine is already saying and stuff so yeah yeah yikes so no more itunes i've not been something on itunes in a really long time
0: yeah i don't think i have definitely not since i got apple music
1: yeah yeah, and that's the th- that's the thing. Like, there's no need now, mm-hmm. but
0: yep. Maybe
1: maybe they might increase the price of Apple Music then or something. Like, there's gonna have to be.
0: I Almost feel like they might go the opposite way.
1: So more cheaper. People. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: What do you got, Owen? What do you got? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a this
1: actually this story was released when um when Jack White's tour was announced for his uh, boarding house reach album, but uh. It's it's starting in like a couple of days now, so I thought I'd like bring it up. Um, who is
0: Jack White for people? Jack White, don't, don't originally know.
1: member of the White Stripes, he's also played with the Brack on Tours, Dead Weather, uh, and recently he's had a very successful solo tour. Mm. This is his third album now, Boarding Boarding House Reach tour, um, and he's always kind of been like an advocate for like you know analog recording ways, uh, an advocate for vinyl. Uh, just a real, like, artist's artist, I mm-hmm. guess you could describe him as. Yeah. He recently released a statement along with the uh, announcement of his tour that he will no longer be allowing cell phones or video or photo capturing devices in his, uh or to be used in his concerts. So they released a statement just saying, um, upon arrival at the venue, all phones and other photo or video capturing gizmos will be secured at, uh, by a Yonder pouch, which is like a Silicon Valley uh, company that started creating this mm-hmm. this pouch, um, that will be so at the start of the show, it'll be locked in this pouch that you carry around with you, and it will only be unlocked when you uh, leave the venue or go into one of these rooms. That, uh, say, you have an emergency call, mm-hmm. they will unlock it for you in one of these rooms as well, where you don't have access to the stage. Jack, wait, he's not the first one to use one of these pouches. Other musicians like the Lumineers, Alicia Keys, Guns N' Roses, Stone Temple Pilots uh, have also done this before at previous shows, along with comedi- uh, comedians like uh, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. I think it's an interesting tactic. I actually did see Jack White on his, I believe it was his Lazaretto tour, and he was very prominent about making sure people had no cell phones out, mm-hmm. but he's just gotten way more aggressive, obviously, with using this pouch. Like, it won't even be an option anymore. Uh he, he had originally had someone come out before the show in like a top hat and be like, all right, so uh, no cell phones, blah, 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 all this. We encourage you to just watch the show with your eyes. Uh, if you want photo evidence of the show that we have a official photographer that posts them to this Instagram and feel free to repost or take as many pictures as you want from there. And... He came out, and everyone whipped out their cell phones again. Even <laughs> yeah. after this happened. Like, yeah. even after, like, there was, like, a warning, like, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. And he came out, and everyone has their cell phones out still. And then he got really angry, and he shut the curtains, because it was at some... It was at this really cool theater. Mm-hmm. He shut the curtains, and then he just started making all this noise. and be like,
0: no cell phones, no cell phones.
1: And he was just, like, screaming and, like, making all this crazy noise, and came back out, and, like, everyone was just kind of shocked, and, like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I think it's I think it's a pretty aggressive approach, but I think it's also like that also shows it's kind of necessary. Like if that's what you want Mm -hmm. to happen, you can't just do it by telling people, or else people are still gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Part of his reasoning behind this is he doesn't go off set lists. He goes off purely audience reaction of his songs Mm -hmm. to choose his next songs. Yeah. So that's kind of why he's really enforcing it on this tour. But I don't know. Do Do you agree that like if you pay the ticket, if you paid for the ticket, should you have the right to? film or not to film are you the type of guy that films at a concert or um
0: I'm definitely not the type of guy that films at a concert I feel like this will like never catch on ever Mm -hmm. or become the norm because we're so attached to our phones yeah like I know I wouldn't want my uh phone like locked up for a a concert I don't Mm -hmm. even like use it at all during a concert but even if I like I need to do something or call someone or even like just text someone yeah. I don't like having it locked away.
1: Yeah, just let someone know where you are or anything. Mm-hmm. I know it's kinda it's it's super controlling. And and I I'm totally for the whole, you know, just watch the show and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yep. Like you don't need to film it. I'm never one that like films a whole concert. Like I might film like eight seconds of my favorite song mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. like that. But yeah. I'm the type that even when I pull up my phone for like two seconds, I'm like oh, I'm, Yeah. I'm not one of those people, you yeah. know, like don't worry. Yeah. But uh Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, it hasn't impacted his uh, concert sales in any way, Mm. negatively at all so Mm -hmm. far. It's fairly interesting. It's sure to to upset some people at the door. And Mm -hmm. uh, the tour kicks off April 19th in Detroit. So I guess we'll see how audience react to this. Mm -hmm. And like I said, even though it's not the first time this has happened, it's like on a large scale for for a full U.S. tour, it's the first time. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty big.
0: Yeah. I feel like um, as (laughs) an artist you sort of have to be okay with people just being on their phone the entire time cuz that's how people enjoy stuff now i guess yeah yeah <laughs> which is weird for me they like wanna they love it so much that they just want to film it all yeah <laughs> like i know people well i don't know people but i, I you always see people see that people. just have their phone out the entire time
1: yeah i i agree too it's it's kind of like people enjoy music now through streaming so Because you don't like that and you're not getting as much money that way or whatever, are you going to just say, okay, my album's only coming out on vinyl? Yeah. You know, (laughs) like, it's kind of just, it it definitely plays with some people's enjoyment on the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure it'll be polarizing at the show for Mm -hmm. some people. But I agree. I don't think it'll ever be the norm. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll upset quite a few people. So,
0: It was interesting that you mentioned the Lumineers did it. Yeah. Because they came to, I think they came through London, played it. Budweiser Gardens yeah and I was thinking about going but if they uh hypothetically had this rule mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't have gone yeah <laughs> like I, don't, see? Eh, I don't really want to go through all that stuff all that hassle to see them yeah it's just it, like another reason not to go
1: yeah it is a bit of hassle and I remember like I was in an interview like Jack was saying like he didn't even want uh he didn't even want to announce it before the hmm before the show, So, so people just show up and be like, all right, put your phone in this pouch. And you're like,
0: what? What? what's going on? Yeah. When do I get this? And yeah.
1: Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely shocking for sure. But we'll see if this is a trend that continues. I don't think mm-hmm. it will be, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be a pretty niche thing. Mm-hmm. I think um, part of the reason that sales haven't dropped that much might be because of his older audience. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, d- I don't know if he does have an older audience, but I know he's been around for a long time.
1: Yeah it's pretty it's a fairly mixed audience like I know a lot of people Mm. in our age group that are going as well. Yeah. But um, I also know like he definitely connects with people like my dad and stuff as well you know who are in their 40s. So he's got a pretty broad audience Mm. and I think like I said before because he is kind of like a he's a very traditional thinker and Mm. like you know how he records how he releases music. An
0: old school rock
1: guy. Very old school rock guy so like I think people who are fans of him are also fans of kind of like the way he thinks mm-hmm. and yep. will probably like support yeah. uh, support this decision of his.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting if a big pop star like Ariana Grande did that, did the same thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think she would have the, <laughs> she probably wouldn't sell out a single show or anything mm-hmm. and it'd be yeah. probably one of her worst tours. Yeah, people would get very upset.
0: Okay, we're switching up the order a little bit this week. Um, we're going to do our game First.
1: Oh, we got a game today.
0: Oh yeah. <clears throat> so, this week we're talking about sports theme songs.
1: Oh, the, no, uh, I'm not
0: good with this. The but... introduction, introduction the start of the uh NHL playoffs. Yeah. I think the NBA playoffs start soon. I don't know.
1: NBA playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I
0: think. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about the music behind it, sort of some of the history, some of like how it came to what it is now. Cause it's a very specific type of music. Um, yep. as you'll see, as I play all of them, they all sound pretty similar. So I'll play something and then you have to name what sports league it's from. NBA, NFL, MLB, or NHL.
1: Ooh, is it gonna... Hockey,
0: baseball, basketball, or football. All right. All so, right. um, <laughs> most of these are from, uh, NBC. The, uh, yeah that station okay number one what what sport does that sound like Owen I'm gonna say NFL wrong it's no. the uh, NBA it's NBA the, the NBA on NBC oh. theme yeah. all right all right okay we got um number two i was almost gonna say it is there is there only four there's five okay wait six there's Six, six okay yep
1: Say NHL,
0: but I think it's NFL. You would have been right with your first guess. Oh, yes, the NHL on NBC.
1: The more it went on, the more I was like, "This sounds more like football." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, NHL. I should have just gone with my gut. Yeah, have gone the with my gut there. Gut.
0: Okay, I think you'll. I think you'll get this one. I hope so, at least. Yeah, NHL. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's okay. the uh, Hockey Night in Canada yeah. theme song. Okay. <laughs> I
1: was going to say. Was...
0: Which uh, they recently got rid of because the uh, the owner of the song was asking too much money for it. Really? So, yeah, so they had to switch it up. Oh, wow. The old one, the new one is pretty good still, but it's not like the old classic.
1: Yeah, probably very similar still. Yeah. Yeah, these are all
0: very similar. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got uh, three left. All right. MLB, yeah, All right. yep. That's uh, that's baseball.
1: Cool. Yep. I actually recognize that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sweet. You are two for
0: four. All so right. far, that's fifty percent. That's okay. That's yep. okay. Okay. Here we go. Number five. That should be the most recognizable so, one. Yes. Yeah. NFL. Yes.
1: Okay. Yep. That okay. is the NFL. Yep. <laughs> it's like, no, Look, no it I'm going to mess this one up. It and it's is the most recognizable.
0: Super recognizable. Uh, okay. Last one. So, all
1: three for five?
0: Yep. All uh, four sports have been played at this point. So, this is going to be a repeat of so- something.
1: This is definitely an older one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm, What do you think? This one's a guess, but MLB.
0: Nope. NBA? Nope. No! It is the uh, NFL again. It's football. Uh, It's the um, ABC Monday Night Football theme uh, that debuted in 1989.
1: Oh no, so many people are gonna Oh no.
0: That ran till two thousand five. Uh so after listening to all of them, how would you sort of describe them as a as a whole?
1: Must include brass.
0: <laughs> yes, that's a must good one. Must include
1: black brass horns. Yep. Definitely up tempo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like a jingle like quality to it. Yeah. Some kinda of, some kind of catchy uh horn lead going on. Mm-hmm. Fairly heavy percussion.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good list. That's almost everything that I listed down. Um, yeah, horns, um, a drum kit, which is interesting. Bass, sometimes electric guitars, mm-hmm. um, bells. The horns pretty much always play the melody, the recognizable part yeah. of the song. Um, it has a very interesting blend between like orchestra music and rock music, because yeah. there's like the drum kit and the bass and the guitars, but there's also like the Horns yeah, that get yeah. added to it as well.
1: Yeah, they play almost like equal roles too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, we had to do like sports stingers, and that's. Like, oh yeah, I was like literally yeah. like that's the all those theme songs. Theme mm-hmm. songs were what was in my head. <laughs>
0: was... Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of um, the Wild wor- World of Sports um, on ABC? The Wild. Wide, wide I don't think world so. of sports. Wide world. Yeah, wide world of sports. I don't think so. Um, it ran from 1961 to 1998. Um, it was hosted by Jim McKay. The opening theme song for it was composed by Charles Fox. And it was probably one of the first sports shows that had a um, like a theme song to it. I will play it for you. And then you can sort of see it's really, really old, (laughs) but you can see sort of where, um, all these more recent songs sort of got their inspiration from. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. (laughs) human drama of athletic competition
1: <laughs> the announcer yeah
0: this is ABC's wide world of sports brought
1: to you by Ford and your local Ford dealer who is okay okay we don't need Ford <laughs> ad
0: in here um, <laughs> that one's cool definitely less like rock elements too but mm-hmm. like yeah you can see where the uh, base of having a more orchestral arrangement it's very thematic sort of comes from yeah yeah it reminded me of superhero cartoons, like the old mm. Superman cartoons.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Where like
0: uh he like flies off and then like the horns play and yeah. all that stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure, like around the same time period yeah. too. That's really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and then have you heard of John Tesh? It's more a little bit more of a more recognizable
1: name. I've heard of name. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Composers? Yeah.
0: Um yeah, he is. But he's also, interesting enough, a um news anchor. He was an oh. anchor on um, ET, Entertainment Tonight, for quite a while, um, from 1986 to 96. Okay. He uh, toured as a keyboardist with Yanni, and then he composed the NBA um, on NBC theme that you oh, heard okay. earlier earlier this episode. Mm, cool. So he's sort of done, like done everything. That's very is, interesting. Yeah. Like a news anchor <laughs> yeah. is
1: like the opposite of like yeah. what I would expect a film composer to be. Wow, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Wasn't it John
0: Tesh? Yeah, and he did the NBA theme.
1: Wow, that's very cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And then there's one last thing that I wanna um, talk about, which is the AFL, the Australian Football League. And about like a month ago, maybe you've walked in on me playing some of those, one <laughs> some of those songs from uh, Australia, because each team in the AFL has their own song.
1: Right. Has a theme this. song.
0: Um, they're like old, like British English songs, like Yankee Doodle Dandy, something <laughs> like that. But then they just changed the words to make it about their football team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's some, like, I'd love to have a <laughs> theme for every single sports team in like North America. Oh, so the yeah. Calgary Flames could have a theme and then the Toronto Raptors could also have a theme and then like a, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers could also have a theme.
1: That would be cool. And they're all to like old nursery rhymes or something. Or something yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> or even to like a band or artist that's like significant in that town or something like that. Yeah. Like, that'd Calgary would be, really be like cool. a country song, or Pittsburgh would be, I, I, I don't know. Detroit could be like a Motown song.
1: Yeah. That could be so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised Drake hasn't written one for uh, <laughs> the Raptors yet. Yeah. You know, I oh, guess. Yeah. There's unofficial anthems of them, but... Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Also, the Olympic theme songs have also been pretty iconic. Um, I'm going to play the one from 2010, because that's the one I remember the most. I feel like they almost have... Vancouver? Mm-hmm. Some big horns. It gets me emotional Yeah, <laughs> honestly It's like a really great melody I can remember that, yeah Because um, there's like an actual Not that this isn't an actual song But there's like an actual song um, That was sang by uh, Nikki Yanofsky It's called I Believe You'll probably
1: recognize it
0: and they played a montage of all the greatest moments of that day to this song, uh, like at the end of the day. Mm. If someone had won, like a gold medal or something, yeah. I'll yeah. Oh, just skip to the chorus. I
1: believe in the twenty-first
0: we'll Olympic. You-
1: That is powerful Mm -hmm. Honestly That's pretty big
0: But that's the only one I could actually recognize I don't remember 2014 Which was Sochi And then this These last ones um, In Seoul Seoul? I think it's South Korea Yeah yeah. Yeah. Seoul 2016 was in Brazil In Rio
1: Rio did, did Janeiro
0: Yeah and I don't know. I, I might be able to recognize songs. the Beijing ones. Beijing. Oh yeah, from 2008.
1: Yeah, because those were pretty big too. Mm-hmm. That was the one with like the first like Usain Bolt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Michael Phelps. Oh. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, you would definitely. That's very cool. Very. Yeah, the Asian instruments and stuff. That's yeah. really cool.
0: Oh. I don't remember, that. <laughs> I don't remember that at all.
1: Maybe you someone is over there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but wow. yeah, I wonder if that probably happens for every Olympics. I just haven't paid attention as closely since 2010. Because yeah, that one from 2010 is probably the only one I can recognize.
1: Yeah, they probably, I feel like that's definitely a newer thing rather than an older thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. imagine them having it from the very start like that, but yeah. obviously not from the very start. It was the 1800s. But Wow.
0: Well, thanks yeah. for educating me on the, the yeah. music and sports, the, On The wild, uh, wide world of sports. I don't know why that's such a tongue twister for <laughs> yeah. wide world of sports. It is kind of cause the L in the
1: world. Yeah. The
0: you want to say wild
1: wide world of sports.
0: Do you have any recommendations for this week?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have two songs that just came out from, uh, the keyboard player from Bad Bad Not Good actually. He just recently started doing his own solo music. Uh he just under the name Maddie. His name's Matt Tavares, but uh he put out a song How Can He Be and Embarrassed just over the last week or so. Nice. And uh it's way more like poppy than his stuff with like Bad Bad Not Good. Mm-hmm. Almost like some ele- elements of like synth pop and dance. It's even like kind of like psych rock. It's almost like it's kind of like somewhere between like Tame Impala and like Mac DeMarco and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. He's taking a break from touring with the band for a bit here just to focus on uh, his songwriting and composing. And I think it's I think it's going to work out well for him. I guess he's working on an album too in the meantime. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll check those out. How Can He Be? And Embarrassed by Maddie Tavares.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, I'm going to recommend a... Um, album from Owl City he recently came out with well he hasn't actually come out with it yet uh, album called Cinematic it's coming out June 1st so
1: a couple months
0: yeah. Um, seven songs are actually out now and then uh, another eight are going to be released in June and it's pretty good Um, he incorporates a lot more acoustic elements there's still some songs that are very classic Owl City, Fireflies sort of stuff. Right. But then right. he has songs like um, "Not All Heroes Wear Capes," which is about his dad. Nice. And he's like, it's almost like a country song. Like he has some nice like country licks in there, and he's oh, okay. playing acoustic guitar. So it's a nice blend. That's very cool. He's more he's showing off his songwriting. When was his the last ability? project before?
1: When was um, the last Owl City it might have
0: been a Mobile Orchestra was another album released in
1: 2015.
0: Mm. Um, Ultraviolet was released in 2014, that EP. I think the big one that everyone knows him for is Ocean Eyes.
1: Yeah, 2009. Yeah,
0: that's. I think that had Fireflies on it. Then he's released music every couple years, almost every year, <clears throat> up until 2015. Then he took a bit of a break. It's an interesting comeback.
1: That is cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And next week for our final episode, we're having Anela and George back on, and we're (laughs) all going to choose our top five favorite artists, and then try and make a top ten list out of those twenty that we have. So, oh boy, we'll see how it goes. We'll try and be some
1: punches thrown
0: as objective as we can. Oh man, we'll make sure we have a
1: that. This will be interesting. All of our tastes in one. Like Mm this will be. This will be interesting. We'll, we'll have like
0: an argument of why it should be on the list. And then we'll sort of, if we convince each other that it can be on the list, then all we'll, right. see. we'll see. It'll be based less on um, like the subjective quality of the music and more of like an objective reason. Oh, okay. So.
1: Like best artists, like not our favorite artists?
0: No, our favorite artists. But then you just sort of have to make up a. No. <laughs> the reason why they're the best like john mayer he's been doing it for so long so many styles of music okay like, to stay that relevant for that long it's mm. impressive you should be yeah he should be on the top 10 all right well i guess i know <laughs> who's
1: gonna be in your list
0: but yeah that, like, it'll be interesting to see if uh, how many uh you and george have similar and yeah we may have a few mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to start thinking about that yep all yep. right good thanks stuff. for thanks for joining us this week
1: thanks for tuning in guys uh Till next time. Yep, and uh, peace out. <laughs>